What a beauty! G'day community and welcome back to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Dog today in a very exciting, I don't know what we're even going to call this one, Damo, rookie projection, who's going to be good at making his money in Supercoach 2023 episode spectacular. Where will the rookies fit, I suppose we can call it. I like it. So Damo, myself and Patch have spent the last couple of days putting together depth charts for all of the AFL clubs to try and identify where this year's rookie-priced players will come from. Damo, we found some that are already on lists, but a lot of it's going to come down to the draft again. It's exciting times. Most will come from the draft, but there are some that we have sort of slotted into places because they will come from within lists as well. In other exciting times, it is November, which of course means it's Movember time. Community at home might have seen my efforts over the last few years, but this year we're doing it together as a big old Jock Reynolds team, and there's some exciting news for the community, Damo. Yep, the return of the Jock Reynolds Evolution League is on. Help us raise money for charity and come hang out on November 13th for a good time. So here's how it's going to work. It'll be a fantasy game like we had in early 2020. However, this time there is an entry fee. We are raising money for charity. None of that money goes to anyone at Jock Reynolds. It all goes to Movember. There'll be prizes for first, second, third, and then other random prizes we're giving out throughout the live stream. So to be able to submit a team, a $2 minimum donation is required to enter a team and there'll be two games played. Your fantasy team will be required to have players from both games. So if you want to get involved, there'll be a link in the description of this podcast on the website. You can head over there, make your donation and let us know where you want all the details to be sent. Yep. So when you make your donation, screenshot it, get in contact with us either in the website comments or on Twitter, and we will sort you out with all the entry details required. It's a great cause, Manscaped. We love it over at Jock Reynolds, and it's a great reason to dig out JRL once more demo. So that's exciting stuff. Great initiative. Great call by you. Now, let's get stuck into it. Before we do, we're brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped. Gentlemen, we all strive for gold in our life. Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there's a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with confidence of a lion and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless, winning machine, and when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right, Manscaped would like to announce their biggest and best ultimate hygiene bundle. The Platinum Package 4.0 is now available worldwide. Manscaped is the leader of below-the-waist grooming. Now, trust me. 
Trust them with your whole hygiene routine. Trust me when I say they're fantastic. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code JOCK, J-O-C-K. Demo, the most excited I've ever been. I got a package the other day from Manscaped. They sent me their fantastic, it's a little package. It's got clippers, nail clippers, a file, tweezers, it little pair of scissors, and it's all magnetic and it's held together with magnets, and it's legitimately my favorite thing I think I've ever been sent. Everything you need to keep yourself beautiful. Yeah, it's in my car, and I use it when I'm stopped and stuck in traffic. I don't know if that's safe, and I'm not necessarily endorsing it, but it's what I do. Uh, So... Get 20% off and free shipping with code JOCK, J-O-C-K, at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code J-O-C-K. It's time you enjoyed the finer things in life. Get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package. Damon, let's get stuck in. Let's get stuck in. We'll start with Adelaide. So this episode, we'll only do Adelaide to the Giants and we'll do Hawthorne to West Coast in another episode before the draft at some point. So I think, Damo, this is a very exciting little activity we've done because it's not just helped us identify rookies. That will be the focus of today's show, but we can use this tool, this depth chart, and we'll maybe neaten it up and make it available for those at home and to have a look at. But uh, it's going to help us identify all sorts of things, uh, you know, mid-price opportunities, guys who are going to go nuts this year. Rolled gold guns, but this week we're looking at rookie price players. Damn it. The first one we've got, and this is a fringe player, this is not a starting 22 player, but someone who missed a lot of footy recently, and that's Andrew McPherson. Now, he's at the higher end of the rookie priced scale for us, 214,000-ish we think he'll come in, but there's a really good chance in a side that doesn't have a heap, heap, heap of general defenders that he could come back into this side and and be a really positive contributor. Yeah, picking the Adelaide general defenders was really quite difficult because they've got the likes of Will Hamill, Chase Jones and Mitch Hinge who have all played in that part of the ground. No one's really nailed down that spot. And Andrew McPherson was drafted as a key sort of mature age player to bring into that side and then fell out of favour due to injuries and... Now there's a chance that he pushes himself back in and potentially pushes someone out, and we're not we don't know who that could be, but there is a chance that uh, he pushes his way in. And 214k is at the higher end of the rookie scale that you want, but um, he's someone who in his rookie year actually scored quite well for us. Yeah, he did. He did score reasonably well in I think 2020. The inflated year he played well but it was the back end of 2021 demo that was exciting as well went on a run of 72 79 62 71 83 69 and 80 to finish that year that's when he sort of had found his form i think he was averaging about 20 disposals a game they were using him uh really well running out of defense he had quite a few high rebound 50 games and that's why he's exciting to me. He He's shown a small sample size, but he has shown the ability to score. 214K, if it is not the cheapest rookie-priced player, but certainly we saw some of those, those gambles come off this year. Yeah, and lots of people started with those higher-priced rookies, and 
because there wasn't that much money needed to be gained between a rookie and being able to use them with another high-priced rookie to upgrade them, we found people completing their teams quicker because they were going with these high-priced rookies that didn't actually need to make that much money in the end. So maybe going with these high-priced rookies is a way to sort of fast-track the development and build of your team to get a full-strength, stronger team faster. It's um yeah you're right you're absolutely right Damon let's look we've spoken about Andrew McPherson a little bit the other area we identified as a place where we're going to want to watch Adelaide at the draft is this sort of outside mid wingy type area of the ground they got Jordan Dawson they've used Wayne Malera Mitch Hinge they've used Jake Saligo but the, outside of that the depth drops off a bit you've got Lockie Scholl who they just didn't want to play last year Damo. Braden Cook and, and Paul Seisman, who knows what's going to happen there. So what do we think? Is this an opportunity if they go to the draft and find someone to fill this role? Well, to use a phrase that you love to use, that's void of significance. There is a void of significance in the Adelaide outside mids and who knows where that's going to be filled or who it's going to be filled by. So you got to watch for outside midfielder draftees at the draft. And Adelaide don't have a strong draft hand, so we might have to see someone from within. Maybe that's a Luke Pedler. Maybe that's a Braden Cook. Maybe that's a Patrick Parnell or a Zach Taylor that comes in and plays that role. And they're all going to be rookie-ish priced, but uh, it's going to be a case of who fills that role and who steps up. Exciting, exciting stuff for the Adelaide Crows. So we're watching for outside players and we're hoping Andrew McPherson can make his way into this side. Let's talk Brisbane, Damo. Brisbane was an interesting one. They're pretty much, nothing's going to change much. I mean, obviously Dan McStay left, Jack Gunston came in. That's a like-for-like swap. Um, They've brought in Josh Dunkley. But there is one part of this team where, and this is probably where this whole thing started, was where is Will Ashcroft going to fit? Because they don't have to play him. No, that's literally what started this whole exercise. I was fantasizing about Ashcroft in the shower, as I often do. And uh, and I thought, gee whiz, their team is so deep. They don't even have to play him, and he's the best kid in the bunch. So obviously we think that they probably will. But they don't need to, and I think that was where this all came down to. So we've snuck him in in one of the inside mid-rolls, but we know he could probably play inside and outside alongside Dunkley and Lockie Neal. He's the clear one. The the, the reason I, I flagged this, Damo, is I had some slight concern that if we're spending over 200k on, on this rookie, it's a bit different to Dacos last year. Dacos was pretty much always going to play 22 games last year. Brisbane already have a lot of talent in that space. Jared Berry, Devin Robinson, Jared Lyons, Hubie Cluggage, Dane Zorko, a bunch of these guys that are already in those roles and already in those positions. So do they sit him on as as this, like, whatever it is, the 23rd man, the sub? Do they sit him on? Do they give him three games and then rest him? That's, that's where this concern started. I just don't know how to place him. Yeah, and we've put him in Brisbane's 22 um, at the expense of Jared Berry and obviously put Josh Dunkley in at the expense of Jared Lyons, but that doesn't mean that those two players can't force their way in and move Will Ashcroft to the back of the line because 
like like we keep saying, Ashcroft doesn't have to play. They've got enough talent that they don't need to insert this guy at the top of the draft into their team, but they will. It's just a matter of how many games he plays and where he fits and where he plays. And we've also highlighted that Jasper Fletcher is going to be coming in and the other rookie in their lineup that could possibly see some game time is Darcy Wilmot as well, who's going to be rookie priced. But the biggest question mark around the Brisbane 22 is where does Will Ashcroft fit? Will he play 22 games or as many games as he is available? And whose place does he take? Because we think he plays. Does he start the season with in the team? We don't know. Does he end the season in the team? We don't know. It's it's hard to it's it's hard to predict. Yeah, I think that's that's the point, right? Everyone's comparing him to Dacos. Dacos was absolutely amazing in his first year. That doesn't happen to us very often that we get rookies that are just like bang in consistent scorers all year long. That's the only reason for concern. I don't want people to go into next season absolutely expecting Will Ashcroft to repeat Dacos's efforts from 2022. He very well could, but I don't want that to be expectation. So that's why we've looked at it. Jasper Fletcher is another guy that I think will get game time this year, Damo, and, and provide us some value. I imagine that everyone's nice in the draft, so he'll get through pretty late before someone bids on him or, or takes him. So he'll be reasonably priced. And then Darcy Wilmot, who we've got listed as a depth sort of general defender. Well, they got Daniel Rich, who's you know getting on with age. Kitty Coleman hasn't always been fit, so... There is some opportunities for young Wilmot that we can foresee. Yeah, and he was their top draft pick at the last draft and probably would have played if he hadn't been suspended in that first game from his uh, indiscretion in the preseason matches. So he's one to really keep an eye on and his price won't be affected because he didn't play during the regular season. And to to be fair, he looked quite impressive during those finals games. So we think there's a couple of opportunities for rookies at Brisbane. Ashcroft's the main one, but for the most part, their team is pretty damn settled. Let's move on to the Carlton Blues. Not a whole heap has changed with this side demo, but there is a couple of spots up for grabs in the starting 22. I think that sort of third or fourth, however you want to look at it, small forward, either on the field or starting on the bench is up for grabs. Probably in competition between, I've got Matt Owies in the 22, but in competition between Corey Dirt and Jesse Motlop and my my rookie bolter for the year, David Cunningham at 181,000. I think he's a reasonable shout to come into this best 22. And at $181,000, Damo, uh, he has capacity to score. It's just whether he has capacity to actually be alive and stay on the ground. He's one that's probably going to sit in the same sort of basket as Corey Durden. And Corey Durden probably played more games and made more money than people really think. Um, and and he wasn't someone that you could reliably keep on your field, but he was someone that sat on your bench, made money for you, and was going to play most games that he was fit. And David Cunningham, assuming he is all good and all over his knee at Troubles, he could sit in that same sort of basket, a little bit more expensive than Corey Durden was to start the season. But you've got um, an outside mid spot open and a small forward spot open. And to be fair, David Cunningham could probably fill one of those spots. Well, yeah, that's the other spot I've got up for 
uh, contention. It's avoid a significance on Carlton's list. I've had to list Adam Cherry here just to make the table work as an outside mid. He does rotate through there with Sam Walsh, but I don't think that's his lock, his locked in role. We got Blake Akers who plays outside, and then Lockie O'Brien, Matt Cottrell both played a lot of games this year. But I think I think that final outside mid sort of wingy spot is still up for grabs, and Cunningham could fill it. Uh, O'Brien and Cottrell will probably play games, but I think the Blues will draft another midfielder, a la Jack Carroll a couple of years ago, and run them through sort of that outside half-forward role as well. So I think that pick 10 is going to be used on a player who can fill those positions and will um, will be really competitive, give us some rookie options. The other thing, Damo, if Carton manages to find, and I don't think they will, a, a key forward at some stage in this draft or from the listed free agency, You'd have a look at them because there is no depth in that position on the list. It's Charlie Kerno, Harry McKay, if you squint, Jack Silvani. There's no other key positions on this list. So if they pick someone up, that's just another spot to look at. Moving on to Collingwood, Carlton's arch rivals. They There are some places on their list where they're mostly settled. It's just a case of are they really settled there? Like, are they really okay with who is currently locked into that position? So we've had to list Braden Maynard as a key defender here. Yeah. He, he's not a key defender, but late in the season, he was having to play that role. And that's not who he is. That's not how he plays. So we could see the likes of Charlie Dean who we probably would have had in our teams if he wasn't injured to start last season in our defense as a rookie. He's 195 centimeters, intercepts everything that comes his way. He's pretty much a Darcy Moore clone, Jeremy Howe clone. It's just a case of him remaining fit, but he probably starts behind Billy Frampton, and Billy Frampton is not going to be rookie-priced. Yeah, it would have been perfect if they didn't bring Billy Frampton across. Um, clearly, they were a little worried about the depth with the retirement of Ruffhead and the injuries to Dean and Jeremy Howe, for that matter, as well, and Darcy Moore, as well, for that matter. <laughs> There's a lot of injuries in that back line, but, geez, if Charlie Dean can sneak past Billy Frampton and get his opportunity, I think he's going to be a really solid score. He scored really well when he did play in VFL and, uh, and other senior footy over his journey. They lack a little bit of depth in the outside mid space. They lack a little bit of depth in the key forward stocks. So if they draft some outside mid class, they don't have the most amazing picks of this draft, but if they can find someone, that'll certainly be someone, a a position I'm looking at for rookies. But I think for Collingwood, I think in terms of rookies, we're really hoping for Charlie Dean or maybe Aiden Begg. I don't know if he's still going to be rookie price, but... uh, it's not a whole lot in this space for us. Let's talk Essendon Bombers, Damo. Let's talk Patch's side. We had him really help us put this together. It became very clear quickly that they uh, lacked some depth in the inside midfield stocks. That's why they bought in Will Setterfield. But we do have a starting best 22 rookie price player, we think, Damo, in Nick Cox. Yeah, it should come in at 196k if if they want to be kind to us, but 
He did miss most of the year. I think he missed. I think he only played a couple of games, if any at all. So he should get the full discount and come in at one hundred ninety-six k. He's probably going to sit either in the forward line or on the wing there, and uh, be a pretty good option for us with a pretty good job security. But obviously, Brad Scott has just arrived at the at the team and will have his ideas on who is best 22 and who is not. Um, the other player that could potentially be rookie priced is uh, Zach Reed. He he's got a bit, he's probably going to come in at about 201 K. It's kind of yeah, Sam DeCotting sort of player. So won't score fantastically in, in every game, but could have a few games where he intercepts quite a little bit and boost his score a little the other names we've got to look at for them, obviously pick four. I'm predicting they'll take the best midfielder available. They'll be relevant in the same way that Hobbs was last year, I'd say. Then they've got a couple of father sons that'll come onto this list. They've got Owen Davy Jr., who should be a top 20-ish selection in this year's draft. He's a small forward, so who knows if he scores, but you'd expect him to get some game time. His brother, Jaden Davy, won't feature this year you'd think missed this in top or next year you missed this year with a knee injury and then they've got anthony mankara who's an nga very raw should get picked up by the bombers but you wouldn't expect him to feature anytime soon so it's really nick cox zach reed and maybe olwyn david jr and whoever gets picked to pick four so we could actually have a little bit of value at essendon yeah we could have a little bit of value and who knows what price sam wiedemann will come in at as well that's an interesting one, Damo. I would love to see how they see that role working with Peter Wright, Stringer, Jones, all those blokes up there. Let's talk about your boys, though, now. Frio. I did this in about 30 seconds because I knew exactly how I wanted it to look. I don't know if people agree with... Uh, I don't know if people agree with me on this, but I think Tabiner, Amos, and Jackson are their starting key forwards. Um, Josh Corbett is a chance to come in and play a role in ca- if they think Jai Amos needs a little bit more development, and Josh Corbett will be about 196K. He won't be a fantastic scorer, but he's one that could come in, play a role, be decent bench cover, if nothing else. Josh Tracy as well is there, who could be cheap-ish. Uh, Sam Sturt, for the general forwards, he, he's been tipped by some to have a big, big preseason that could push him into the Dockers lineup as well. And he's probably going to come in at 123K after not playing much over the last two years due to various reasons to do with his health. And the other player that people will have to keep an eye on is uh, Matthew Johnson, um, 123K, probably might step in on the outside to relieve, to fill the spot that Blake Akers uh, left behind. Um, But apart from that, there's not a lot of rookies that are going to come in and impact straight away. So you really only are going to be watching for players already at the club who are going to step into a role where where it's unsettled because the forward line needed a change. The outside mids will get a change because of the departure of Blake Akers. 
So Johnson, Sturt, Corbett, all chances to step in and come in at rookie price. Yeah, I think you're right, Damon. I think there's definitely opportunity for a couple of players to make their way into the best 22. We just want them to be rookie price players. Uh, a couple left in the offseason. There is some spots up for grabs, but uh, they're going to have to earn them. I'd be far more confident in, in Matt Johnson if Jaeger Amira hadn't come into that side. Uh, I think that's an interesting signing by Frio, and clearly they just want to keep competing at the upper end of the uh, the ladder. So I support that. And then one to watch will be if they bring in anyone in the ruck department who might go as become your first backup after Darcy over Eric Benning. If they can find someone and then Darcy goes down, there's, there's going to be an opportunity there. Yeah, I really hope they do bring in another ruckman of some kind because – Eric Benning's really, really raw still, and if we had to rely on him as he'd, be, he'd probably end up being the sidekick to Luke Jackson, to be honest, um, that would be that probably wouldn't be good. Yeah, it probably <laughs> wouldn't be amazing. So, look for players that are already at the clubs, already at the club, more in your forward and outside mid sort of areas. We'll talk to you long now, but we don't need to spend much time on them. Demo, because we're not confident that they're going to be many opportunities for rookies in this side. We don't even have Tanner Bruin or Jack Bowes or Ollie Henry in the 22. It's pretty much going to be the 22 that won the grand final, minus Joel Selwood, add in Max Holmes. Yeah. Maybe if they do end up taking Jai Clark, which we think they will, if he's still available to them. They might give him a run, but it's just not something that I'd be confident in banking on in Supercoach. He needs to be there. Whoever it is at a rookie price option needs to be there for sort of three weeks in a row. In saying all of that, though, every year Chris Scott changes the best 22 slightly to allow a rookie. 12 months ago, we wouldn't have expected Sam DeConning or Tyson Stengel to have played the entire year for that club. No, that's a good. That's a good shout. You're and, right. So, and, and Brian Myers in his debut season played eighteen of eighteen possible games or whatever it was, and he was rookie price and came from nowhere. So there is a chance that a rookie comes in for someone who knows who, but you think there won't be a lot of change. And could you really trust Chris Scott? No. So what have we learned here? If they do. Pl- if they do pick up a rookie price player and put them in the best 22, wait till their third game to pick them up. Don't go early on them. I know the temptation's going to be there, but it's just going to burn us. Speaking of burning, the Gold Coast Suns are, are just, I don't know. You put it on paper, all the lists. You said this to me, Damo. You put all the names in a list and you're like, oh, there's some good names here. But then you put that list into a, a depth chart with all the players in the right positions they're supposed to play, and gee whiz, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard reading. There are some positions for the Suns where they are absolutely decimated. So in their best 22, you would ha- you have Sean Lemons, Lockie Weller, Connor Butterick, and Will Powell across halfback, or as their general defenders, you'd, it's probably more accurate to say. And three of them might not play most of the season because of season-ending injuries at the back end of this of the season just gone. Yeah, so... So, Lockie Weller with an ACL, 
Connor Butterick with an ACL, Will Powell with his leg thing that was that horrified everyone when they saw the replays. They brought in Ben Long, who will come in and play a and play in one of those positions for those players. And just reading today that the Suns have tentatively agreed to rookie list Connor Blakely in the rookie draft. Which and, excites me, Damo. For and, the 10th year in a row, I'm excited about Connor Blakely. And if they take him, he's going to get the full discount for not playing last year, and uh, he'll be 167k if he's on that list. And he can play across halfback. He can play on the wing. He can play in the midfield. He can play as a tagger. He can play in the forward line. He... He's going to be one that I think if they pick him up, he's going to be a little bit more than depth for them. He's he's probably going to play. Yeah, look, I agree with you, Damo. This is one I reckon I've written about him every year for the last, (laughs) seriously, like I don't know how long he's been in the system, 10 years as a guy that I was excited to see. But just by pure void of significance, like we we thought that there might be an opportunity when they grabbed... um, Oleg Markov, we thought there might be an opportunity for him to break out. They never really played him. He never really got the opportunity. He wasn't really good enough. But Connor Blakely has had moments in his career. He averaged 85 across 13 in 2018. He averaged 89 across 17 in 2017. In 2016, he averaged 74. He averaged 75 in 2019. And then we don't talk about the rest of the years because he either didn't play or didn't play well. But what I'm saying is there is a pedigree of scoring and that role is a generally a relatively easy one to score in and there is a void of significance. Yeah, absolutely. And the other players in their 22 that could possibly make us money is Ben King returning from his ACL. He'll probably come in at a price of about 204k and they picked up Tom Berry from Brisbane who will step into that Isaac Rankin role and... Uh, come in at rookie price. Uh, technically, he should be cheaper if he gets the full discount, but uh, we've listed him at 123k because we don't know how their special herbs and spices work out at um, at Supercoach HQ for prices. I guess the the Ben King one is not one that I'll tell you right now that I won't be selecting at 204k. Uh, he's just he's a key forward with a career high average, admittedly a short career, but a career high average of 56 in shortened quarters, just not someone I'm interested in. But Tom Berriott, who comes in at 80K cheaper, and he's not going to score either, but he's 80K cheaper. He doesn't have to score much to improve that price point. He might be that F8 that we start on our bench and just he just toils away and does his thing. But I think I think in real football terms, a relatively good pickup for Gold Coast as well, uh, relatively cheap. But yeah. the other Talk- thing, Damo, they got a lot of picks. They do have a lot of picks. Uh, Tom Berry will be that Corey Dern selection, like we were talking about earlier. Someone who you don't expect to score well, but will probably play most games that he's available. And uh, yeah, they've got lots of picks. Um, so, and this side needs talent. And Patch has put a note here: watch for any general defender capable of walking. So that's interesting. They've got one guy that is very raw and might not. He probably won't get a game this year, but. They've got an academy or a zone player in Lloyd Johnston who could potentially fill that role, one that I'll watch. But whoever they take it, I think they've got pick five, Damo. Whoever they take at pick five is going to have, essentially going to have to play. Yeah, they've 
their list needs something. Yes, it does. Let's move on to the other, to the ugly brother of Gold Coast or the attractive sister of Gold Coast. I'm not sure which one it is. GWS is who I'm talking about. They've got a couple of, they've got a couple. We don't even have a best 22 for them because uh, they've lost so many players, Demo. This was really, really difficult. And with a new coach like Adam Kingsley, who knows exactly how he's going to want that team to operate. So we're pretty confident that the Giants will pick up Aaron Cadman with their first selection. So we've cheekily slotted him into their 22. They're going to be in some trouble if they don't pick him up. Let's be let's let's be frank here cuz behind Jesse Hogan, they've only got Jake Riccardi and Wade Dirksen really. Yeah. And I actually quite like Wade Dirksen as a prospect. 123k mid uh, season draftee. He could play forward or back. I actually like his chances of playing senior football this year. So he's definitely one to watch in the rookie plus, but rookie price area. But you're right. If they have to select Cadman, they've put themselves in a corner with selecting Cadman, and they essentially are going to have to play him straight away because they really, really struggle when you look at those key forward options. Yeah, so it could end up being Hogan, Cadman, and Dirksen all in that forward line to begin the season. Then you look at the rest of their team. They just lack depth pretty much across the board. General forwards, they lack depth. Inside mids, they lack depth. I don't love the depth in their outside mids. So I'm going to be watching. They've got quite a few early draft picks in this year's draft. Any mid they take, I think, is going to have opportunities to play. Josh Kelly, Tom Green, Cal Ward, Stephen Ginigliog have all been known to miss games. So there'll be opportunities in that space. So watch for whoever they're drafting. We hope Kingsley plays rookies, but you've identified one other name that might be a rookie price player we can look at. Brent Daniels. Now, I don't know if he's going to be a popular player. I don't know if he's going to score well. He doesn't have a super coach pedigree, but he is going to be technically rookie priced. He's going to come at right at the top of what you'd probably consider to be a rookie priced player. He's going to be 220k Brent Daniels and he missed last season with a foot problem, I believe it was. He he probably could have played towards the end of the season. They chose to cotton wool him and get him ready for this season. So they've obviously obviously got a plan for him. It's just a matter of if Adam Kingsley has a plan for him. Yeah, no. Certainly one to watch. Career high, 66 in shortened quarters, 64 in full-length quarters, which was his second season, which it would make you some money. You'd want a little bit more from him, but he's going to have, we think, opportunity in this side. And I know a lot of people were banking on Tony Bed- Tony Toby Bedford as a rookie price option demo, but we don't think that that's going to happen, do we? No, so he played 16 games if you look at footy wire, but he was only activated for eight games. And because games where you aren't activated are not uh, counted in Supercoach, Super he's probably only going to be priced for the eight games that he played, which puts him about 240K, which probably rules him out of people's teams. 
The other name I've got interested, I'll just touch on quickly, is Kieran Briggs. If he gets the maximum di discount, he could be sub 200. Not 100% sure that happens, but I just really like him as, as a player. And if he gets opportunity, he might score. Obviously, would need that full discount to be in consideration for our super coach sides. Yeah, and he reminds me a little bit of Toby Nankervis. So... Does Adam Kingsley want someone like that in the Giants team ahead of a Pruce or a Flynn? Who knows? Who knows, indeed. Uh, Damo, I think we could wrap it up there. We will have a part two to this at some stage doing the other eight sides. Let us know in the comments if there's any names you've got your eye on so far, community. If you want to see the depth charts, let us know. And, of course, Damo, they need to click the link below in the description or on the website and go to uh, the Movember page, donate, minimum $2 donation, screenshot it, show us you've donated. You'll enter the JREL competition. We're giving away a bunch of fantastic prizes and JREL's just bloody fun as well. Get involved. It's all for a good cause, all for Movember, all for men's mental and physical health. Get around it because we want you to be happy and we hope that you want us to be happy as well. True, and that would make us very happy. Damo, this was bloody fun. Thank you. No worries, and uh, I'll see you for the next nine teams. Fantastic.